Welcome to the Super Expander Podcast. My name is Corrine Phelps, your host. I'm a business and growth coach, money mindset expert, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me all over from working in finance to owning a boutique fitness studio. I found myself burnt out, miserable, and questioning everything. Saying things to myself like, there's got to be more to life than this. Refusing to settle for a mediocre existence, I went all in, learning how to harness untapped potential and rewire the subconscious mind to create an extraordinary life. The last 10 years have been a crash course in self-love, building a business, creating community, building wealth, and doing what it takes to just freaking go for it. My mission is to help you align to your purpose, Rewire your subconscious to support your big dreams and vision and create a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. So sit back, tune in, and prepare to expand. Have you ever met someone whose smile can truly light up the room? You can feel their vibrance and their energy just emanating off of them, and it's just nothing but positive good vibes coming your way whenever they're there. Today's guest is just that. Colette Carlson is a human design expert. She is a mother. She is a healer. She is just an amazing woman with over a decade of unique experience in both music and holistic healing industries. Colette blends her two lifelong passions to rebalance your mind, body, and its energetic field. She harnesses the power of sound frequency, guided meditation, and energy medicine to transform the lives of a wide range of celebrity clients from musicians to professional athletes and executives as well. Colette turns your body's energy centers into harmonious alignments as you would with any instrument, creating a ripple effect that reduces stress in all areas of your life. She is also a human design expert, and I have had the great privilege of receiving a reading from her. So I have to tell you, it's such a fascinating thing, and I'm so excited to share her and her wisdom with you today. Hello, hello, super expanders. How are you doing? Uh, I hope that you are enjoying your day wherever you are listening to this episode. Goodness, I'm so excited for today's conversation. We have such a special guest today. And selfishly, I feel like we're going to have a conversation and I'm going to learn so much from her. And yeah, so sit back, listen, while, while while I soak up all the goodness. So I would love to introduce you to Colette Carlson. Hi. So Colette is a human design expert. She is, and so much more than that, right? Because we're so much more than, than what we do, but she is just a light. She is just this amazing human being with so many talents. She plays beautiful music, sound bowls, I have heard through the grapevine, although I haven't yet had the privilege to hear her, that her voice is an absolute dream. She's also a singer. <laughs> so Colette and I met in a mastermind. And if you're have been around for a while, you find out that all of the most amazing people that I have in my life, I have actually met through masterminds getting in the room. And 
expanding. And my goodness, this is, this is really no different. We we've met in our mastermind. And since then we just have built this beautiful bond that I'm so, so grateful for, which is why I'm so excited to share her with you today. So Colette, I would love for you to just open up and share a little bit about who you are just like deep down at your core. What is the essence of you? I love this question. And obviously there's so many different layers and levels to answer this. And I love listening to your podcast and hearing how different people have approached this question and getting to know them so much deeper than just, you know, I'm the partner of such and such, or I do this as a career, or I'm the mother of so-and-so, you know, the the father of such and such, Um, because we tend to really identify ourselves through the roles that we play in life, even growing up, you know, being the son or daughter of someone or um, the belief system and the cultures that we inherit through that. So stripping it all away, I actually, um, I used to teach a workshop with one of my best friends who's an amazing life coach. And the first thing we would do is this meditation that I would lead on the sound bowls. And we would take people on a journey where you just cleanse off all the identifying factors and roles that we play. And all of those things I mentioned, like the belief systems, the cultural, like our jobs and career paths and just who we show up as, you know, even our our physical um, mask that we put on to the world and all the different areas just cleanse it away and get really deep in the core of just feeling like, what is that rhythm? What is that pulse? What is the energy of the essence of the core of who we are? And I've done this meditation many times. And as I connect to that place, it's always just come through for me that I am light. And I love that you just mentioned that in your opening of um, seeing that, that there's, you know, a connection and bringing the light. And I feel like so many of us have that within, like we're here with light workers, we're, we're here to light um, in the darkness, we're here to illuminate others, we're here to shine. And that was really a huge permission slip for me to step into that light and own it and be it and share that candle's flame, but to light up other people through sharing the light. So who am I? I think right down at the core, that energy is, is light. Um, but obviously there's so many layers and levels of how I express that in my life. And that's what really led me into human design. Um, because it's, you know, such a comprehensive system of getting to know all the different nuances and all the different facets of like what makes us up as human beings. So, um, so, I love yeah, that. I, love I, I hope I've answered it. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's no we, there's no wrong or right way to answer that. So you absolutely answered it perfectly. I also love that. That's what I saw. That that's what I. Re- I mean, that's really truly. I see. I do see the light. It emanates off of you. You bring such a pure, just feeling to everything that you do. And I'll have to say, when I found out that you were an expert in in human design, I was so excited because so many times I have wanted to learn more about it, but it's such a complex, deep, it's more than a topic. I don't even, it's, 
so explain to us, because I'm not using great words to, to, to talk about it. So we, I've had the privilege of experiencing a personal reading with you, which is just touching on really the tip of the iceberg of even for me learning about it. And I've read, you know, some, some things about it, but let's dive into human design. Tell me a little bit. Well, tell me a lot about it and what sort of bucket can we put it into? So it, it's more than a topic. You're so right. It's like a, a system or a science. It's it's really the mechanism or um, a blueprint of how we're wired as human beings. So it's a synthesis of four ancient modalities, um, which include astrology, Kabbalah, the Chinese I Ching, and the um, Hindu uh, chakra system blended and merged with modern uh, quantum physics and um, genetic science. So like, it's a hugely vast, hugely comprehensive system that creates a map to show us like our circuitry as, as humans, which, um, you know, depending on the time we were born and um, it brings also when we were in utero, what was happening in the planets. And it puts it all together to really show us, um, you know, how, how we experience life energetically, how that feels internally and how we receive energy from the external world, because everything is energy, you know, like when you strip it all down, you have the particle and the wave and everything, you know, in, in not only like physical matter, but we have the, uh, auric field around us, that energy that we emit. So this human design map is really showing us how that energy is flowing in our inner system, in our circuitry, in our like programming, how it's wired, where we're experiencing the energy the most, how we're expressing it, how we're receiving it from the external world, and really just gives us a hugely deep understanding of who we are and and why we are how we are, I think. Oh. Is one of the huge parts of human design is like this massive permission slip to be yourself and to own and embrace all of those wonderful parts of you. Um, there's no good or no bad in human design. It really is simply, this is how energy is flowing through your system. Um, this is how you're experiencing it. This is how you're expressing it and um, understanding how to make the best use out of that energy. Wow. Does that make sense? I mean, it's it does. And now I'm like, that's, that's really why I, I thought, wow, this is really, really complicated. I, I did not know that it took all four of those modalities and put them together. And then also adding the, the quantum physics piece to it. So how did you get into human design and what, how long did it take you to come to a place where you actually started to connect the dots and really understand it. So in human design, they call it living the experiment. And I think I'll always be living the experiment because the more I get to know about myself and the deeper I get into it, the more insights and revelations I have of like, you know, what's in there. It's we're all so multifaceted as human beings. Um, so how I got into it was really trying to understand that. Who am I? That big question. Um, and my sister was um, the person who introduced me to human design. 
she gifted me a series of three sessions with a human design reader, uh, maybe four years ago. And it was great. I got a really good understanding of you know, how I'm designed to operate correctly is how they say it in, in human design terms. Um, and, and yeah, it just gave me a lot of validation. Like this is who I am. This is who I'm born to be and to own and embrace all of those great qualities and also to embrace the sensitivities too, how I could use them showing up in my life in positive ways. Um, you know, instead of just looking at it and being like, oh, like I suck or these are my so-called weaknesses. It's, it's, it, they're, they're not, you know, it can really, they can be used, they can be harnessed and they can show up in many amazing ways in different areas of my life. So, um, so I got this great understanding of me and it was, it was fun. You know, I'd already been dabbling in Reiki and I was doing my sound healing and meditations and taking people on a journey. And as you mentioned, I came out of the music industry as a singer and that's slowly circling back in my life and, and coming through my meditation music. But I used to joke that I went from writing songs about breaking up with boys to writing meditations about connecting to yourself. And so I'd been on this journey of like self-exploration and human design was a great component to add to my toolbox and understanding, you know, getting to know who I am. But it wasn't until my daughter was born and now she's about to turn four in a few months, well, in two months. Um, when she was born and I was getting to know her personality and seeing the little parts of what makes her unique and totally different to me emerge, when I was seeing these things, I was like, I don't, I don't know this person. I don't understand this person. She's not me. She doesn't need what I needed when I was a baby. She has a completely different personality, a completely different design, totally different types. And that's when I really turned to human design to be like, I need to know who my daughter is. I need to understand her and how, how to understand how I can best parent her ultimately at the end of the day. What does she need from me? So I became obsessed. I got all the books. I did all the courses. I followed, you know, some really uh, influential people in this uh, human design world. And I just couldn't get enough information. I was just like devouring it and digesting it. And, um, you know, just it was it it overwhelmed, like overwhelmed my life. It just came, I think human design has that when you're meant to work with its system, it comes for you and it just like encompasses everything you do and sucks you in and sucks you under in the best possible way. Um, and so I started really to learn and understand who my daughter is, not in a sense where I project stuff on her, like, well, this is who you are and this is how you're designed to live. But in a way where I can hold space and understanding when I see those parts of her personality come through or parts of her design come through and it's like oh yeah that's exact you're operating exactly as you're wired and so now we can hold space for that and observe it and just let her be her and support her in being her instead of trying to condition her to be anything different or put my stuff on her my triggers or even you know the way that I'm designed I don't want to have that like influence or affect her in ways where it shouldn't necessarily um so yeah that's um that's what really got me hooked on human uh. design and then just seeing how 
incredibly specific and incredibly accurate the system is for every single individual. So when I started doing other members of my family, doing my husband, doing my sisters, doing my parents, doing my best friends, and really seeing like, wow, this is crazy. It's not just like, you know, astrology is really insightful and it's amazing. And it's been used for thousands and thousands of years. Um, I feel like human design brings in a lot of astrology, but it just gets in deeper and deeper. So you really get the, you get seen exactly as you are, like all the different specifics, all the different elements that, that create, you know, this, um, this energy of who you are as a human being. It's so, so fascinating. And I'm, I love that really the piece that drew you in was deciphering your daughter. I feel like this just in and of itself is revolutionary for, for parents. And I say that because I have a daughter who has grown now. And one of the things that I was hyper aware of when she was younger was, was exactly what you're talking about, but I didn't have the the way to interpret it, but I de- I had this deep understanding that she was not me, and I feel like I had witnessed so many different parents in in my life parenting their children, sort of living vicariously through and trying to force their kids into the mold that they they are and were, and it I feel like it's so damaging and so detrimental. And to allow for, or to have a resource and a language, a modality to truly understand your children so that you can parent them in the way that they will thrive. This is so, so amazing, which of course brings me to how it is that you're bringing this forth in, in your business. Let's talk about this a little bit, human design and parenting. Yeah. So right now, um, for the last six weeks, I've been running a course with other parents, um, just getting to know their children, like supporting them in, in having the understanding who your child is and how they're wired and how they're designed, um, because it doesn't ever change. You know, we're born as babies, like coming into this world equipped with everything, like the soul is there, uh, pureness is there from day one, that light is shining so bright. And then we go on this life journey and whether it's like you mentioned, like coming from our parents, whether it's coming from society or coming from the systems around us that we, we get conditioned, you know, we pick up all this stuff, we get programmed in different ways. But when we strip it all down to this essence of what is inside us and to this, this map, this blueprint of how we're wired when we're born and understand that then we can just be completely ourselves. So what I love is is, um, working with parents so that they understand who their child is, how to support them in being completely themselves so that they don't have to do the years of self-work that we've all had to do to like get rid of all that shit, you know, and, and, um, and get to the core of who we are so that their child can just be seen and heard and understood from day one and, um, then go on, like you, you mentioned, to thrive in life and not have to be compromised or not having to be less than or settle, you know, or dull the light. And I think what an amazing future we could have if this whole generation of children are really just free to be everything they were born to be 
and supported in that, like, you know, how the world will shift, really, if we're all operating correctly, then, like, the community is served, because there's a role, there's a function for everyone to support the common good of the tribe, right, like, back in the day, as we all show up, and, um, you know, we feel content in ourselves, we feel satisfied, we feel at peace, we feel fulfilled, then how our children are raised in that same essence, and you know, going on for that next generation of the good things they can bring into the world. I just feel like it could be a completely different place to how it looks now. So I feel like my work is really for the next generation. And even even in the human design textbooks, it says that this um, this is designed for the children. Or designed for the children, but um, this information that's come through um, to the founder who um, he channeled all of this information in the 80s living in Ibiza he was almost like possessed by a voice for five days that just gave him all this information all the science all the math all the um like hugely intellectual um like I guess scientific studies of how how it all connects together in this you know comprehensive system and then left him like you know after the five days and he just had like you know this whole book filled with this knowledge to share it with the world but really as much as we can understand ourselves in this generation it's so that we can support the children who are coming up with this information and I you know I see a future where perhaps even in schools, people will be educated according to their design because, you know, we're not all receiving information in the same way. We don't all have the same cognition programming. We don't have the same brain functions. So what if that was understood as we entered into, you know, our education system and it was shown like, you know, how to support this person's learning experience, what Mm -hmm. kind of like visual techniques or auditory techniques or whether it's actually they need to be busy while they're learning this child or like this child um, works really best in calm situations. So we need to create like the calm corner for these children to learn. And then we need to have the stimulation corner where these children, they learn with the busyness and the action and the, um, the nervous system being fired up is how they best take in information. So even just knowing something simple like that, it's like this one size fits all approach to education is just really not like effective I feel and um you know that's just one component of human design (sighs) I feel like you know the more and more parents that not only get an understanding about themselves because I think it's really important to start at the core of who you are and knowing how you're wired and how you're designed to operate and make sure that you're in your correct um flow then you can be a better parent to then support your child for understanding who they are and what they need. And you see the differences and the similarities in it, you know? So just like, I I find it's really helpful to hear personal experience, but a story that, you know, I can share about myself growing up, I'm the youngest of four girls and being the youngest, it was always like, you know, I have to be loud to be heard and became almost the performer and, some of them might say the attention seeker you know like they they were older than me they were busy and mom was occupied with them so it was really like if I want to be seen in this family then I've got to get myself out there and you know make sure I'm heard which 
which is, uh, you know, like a part of who I am for sure. And that in my human design, there is that, um, like expressing through the voice and leading through the voice and, um, you know, being free and being full in, in who I am and, and sharing that out there. So growing up, I always wanted to participate and be the center of the action and be in the crowd and, and like have the crowd all listen to me in my human design. It says, you know, I'm more of a um, type who is observed. So rather than being the observer, I am the observed. It all makes sense. So then when my daughter came along and she didn't want to go in her dance class and participate, she didn't want to be seen. She didn't want to be involved in the action. She didn't want to be a part of things. It was like, well, what, what am I doing wrong? Why isn't she wanting to be like in the limelight like I used to be as a child? And so I would have pushed her into it. Like, go on, get involved. It would make me feel more comfortable that she was participating with the group and being in, in with the friends. But once I got to know her design, she's the observer. She like, like she's the, on the periphery. She watches everything. She notices every single tiny detail and learns through watching people. So instead of like me, I had to have that hands-on learning experience of learning through what I was doing and what I was bringing to the world. And like, I missed all the details because I was just so busy being a part of it and wanting people to look at me and notice me. Whereas she'll just stand there. She's got no interest. In fact, she, she doesn't like it when people notice her. She just likes to see. She penetrates deeply into the other person and sees like who they are and what they're doing and learns through that. But also it's very discerning. So, at, you know, at first this was uncomfortable to, for me. And, um, and then I realized this is who she is. So instead of pushing her into situations and trying to make her be what, I would have been or what I needed or you know I just let her watch and people are like oh does she not want to play I'm like oh she, like she's having a great time she's having a great time right now this is how she shows up in the world is really seeing others and um being a little bit more like outside of the action and then she's a projector so when people invite her in when she feels invited and feels secure and um comfortable once she's warmed up a bit, that invitation will bring her in and then she'll participate, but like in her comfort zone, she's not going to compromise herself for others. So I feel like just knowing her design, it's like, I get it now. There's no rush. There's no stress or like pushing her. It's like, just let her be her. She'll come in when she's in, when she feels ready and invited. Uh, I like that so much. It makes me, I have this vision of all these little kids playing on the playground and your daughter just kind of sitting back and watching and some other kids saying, oh, well, why isn't she playing? And you're like, oh no, she's a projector. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, these, like having the kids have even having the, um, the language and understanding to get each other and then maybe not make fun of each other, which is so traumatizing for children also. Totally. I mean, she's right now, she's nearly four, but I feel like at her age, the kids kind of do get it, you know, like they're mm. still so pure and they do see like, oh, Misty watches everything. Like, and they just let her be her. She's the one that watches everything. It's kind of when we get older that maybe it becomes weird perhaps, or like whatever society deems. Yeah. Because we, we live in a generator society. 70% of the world's population are the human design type. 
either generator or manifesting generator and they bring the energy they bring the action you know they want to have this hands-on learning experience and they are literally like generating energy through following their joy and so we live in this world where it's got to be like go 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 and and like bring all the energy bring the life force and so for types like hers it's the projector is really like against the common like you know what modern society how it operates um but i think the kids just aren't they haven't gotten like gotten so conditioned by society yet so they yeah. know that not everyone needs to have like all this energy bouncing off the walls um and Absolutely. that some children are just you know there with like more of a subtle calm even even tempo so for anybody listening who doesn't have, I guess, a deeper understanding or there's completely new to human design, I, this might be a big ask, but can we get like a quick little rundown of the types? I have a question for you. Have you joined the Super Expander free mentorship community? If not, what are you waiting for? Stop what you're doing right now and text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. Text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. I send out weekly tips and inspiration to help you grow your business, to step into your wealthiest, most highest self, to harness your full potential and live an exceptional and extraordinary life. And the best part is it's really me sending those messages. So text me, say hello, and send me your questions. Yep. So there's four main types in human design with the fifth being a hybrid of two of the other types. And um, each type kind of gives you an idea. It's the foundation level of human design, but it's also the most important. So if you can only understand one thing about yourself, it's your type, because that really gives you the overview of your auric field and how it's functioning energetically. So the generator, like I mentioned, has this warm, enveloping, um, kind of like magnetic auric field that draws people in, lets people into its presence, like, you know, makes you feel comfortable in a generator's presence. Um, when a generator is really fired up doing the things they love, this energy is like amplified and contagious. It's like that light, you know, that you can light others up with, with the way that that generating energy shines into the world. But then equally, if it's not doing the things that it loves, then it's the opposite effect. You know, they become depleted and drained and that energy and that charge just isn't there. So you can kind of see it like plugging into a light switch or something when the generator is really following its joy in life and its passions, it's really going to, um, it's really going to like amplify that energy, bringing it out into the world. Then you have the um, manifesto. So the manifesto's auric field is a bit more shut off. They use the word repelling, which I don't really like to use because I feel like it's not necessary. There's too many connotations in what repelling means, but what the manifesto energy does is it pushes things forward. So it's kind of like a shark, how a shark moves through the ocean and you see like the sea life is all like being moved to get out of the way. It's like, it's in this forward motion. 
And that's what the manifest is here to do. It's here to initiate things, to get things started, to move that energy forward so it can like flow and, um, and manifest, literally manifest whatever it's putting into action. Then you have the projector. The projector's auric field is also more closed off, but it's deeply penetrating into the other. So it sees really, really deeply how I described with um, Misty. I kind of visualize it like a laser that they are guarded and maybe sheltered in their own energy field and that own aura that you don't, they don't tend to let people in as, as much unless they get really comfortable and you get to know them, then you can, you, they, you can see them for who they are, but they're more the guides in life, the people who see others so deeply that um, they gain a deeper perspective and more wisdom for how to guide others through whether, you know, what, they're, what they're going through or they lead by example and guide others through that way. Um, so that, yeah, the projectors are um, that archetype of, of the guide. And then you have the reflector. And the reflector is like such an interesting type because it's only 1% or less than 1% of the world's population. And in all the readings I've done, I've come across one, no, two reflectors, two reflectors. And one of them is actually my mother-in-law. So now I'm even more fascinated about her because I'm like, ah, I want to know more. Like, you know, through her, I can learn a lot about what a reflector is. Um, but their auric field is sampling. So it's taking little bits of everything and sort of mirroring it back, reflecting it back to society. So when you put all of these types together, um, you have the framework for like the tribe, okay? Because we're all here um, to play our archetypes, to play our roles. No one is better than the other, vice versa. It's, it's, um, it's all equal because as the tribe functions, you know, you have these different roles that are all there to serve the common good. And everyone brings their part and plays their part to support this, this direction that the, the you know, tribe is the common goal. Um, so you have the manifester, who's kind of like the archetype of the king, who, um, oh, I forgot to mention the manifesting generator, by the way, because I just mentioned the four types, but the manifesting generator is the hybrid of the manifester and the generator. So it has sort of the dual components, but, um, Mostly it's, you know, in the textbooks, it's always spoken about in terms of the generator because it has that sacral buzz. Um, but back to the tribe and how this all fits together, you have the manifesto, the archetype of the ruler or the king, um, the one who puts things in motion, uses words to express and communicate and initiate and put that plan into action. Then the generators are almost like the alchemists in their archetype. They conduct you know they bring the energy they put they put it into the experiment and they conduct all the alchemy of bringing this project into fruition the projectors are there to guide through the process and then the reflectors are there to reflect back and mirror how the group is functioning together and how you know how to improve things and um how well the process has worked out ah so fascinating so in any company you should have one of each of the types it really to function at its best and um what what is really cool actually my husband's family there's there's four of them and they have the four main types um between them all so it's kind of cool to see that like in its little um bubble of how how they all operate together as a family to sort of like bring each of their components in ah even more fascinating yeah no it's so crazy 
How, how cool. I love that. Goodness. I feel like we could just sit here and talk about this probably for forever. I know there's so much, and this is really just, that's the foundation, the first thing. And then each type has a strategy. So when you know your type, then um, you get the information of how that type is best to operate. So like the manifesto is to initiate things and to, you know, inform others and, and sort of plant those seeds for that action to be put in motion. And the generator is to respond to life, kind of like we mentioned when, when you're lit up and responding positively, that magnetic field um, becomes even more attractive and attracts more opportunities to you. So it's to wait to respond. You don't need to get out there and initiate like the manifesto. Things come to you when you're really following your joy and um, doing the things that light you up. It's like there's more, you're brighter for things to see you and come your way. And then um, the projector is to wait for the invite, kind of how I mentioned with Misty. And, you know, people that really see the projector's wisdom will invite them in to share their knowledge. Um, And then the reflector is to wait a lunar cycle. So the reflector being this um, kind of like, I see it like a translucent reflective, like mirror, so deeply connected with the celestial world and the planets and especially the moon. So for them, like they follow their strategy, then it's really to wait and see what each phase of the moon brings for them before they make decisions and take action in life. Oh my goodness. And now I, I really, I'm so curious to dive deeper into this. So, so fascinating. So one more question before I ask you the big question of the super expander question, but what is your design? I don't know this answer to this. So I'm a generator. And uh, if you can feel my energy talking about human design, it's because I'm so lit up. It like literally just recharges my battery and amplifies my spirit. It gives me so much life um, because I really, truly love doing this work and I love the system. I love sharing and educating and talking about it. And you can feel that in my energy as I'm expressing it. So even though I am a mom of two, my um, youngest is eight months old. We're not getting a lot of sleep. I'm tired. My brain doesn't really feel like it's functioning on its like sharpest level at all times, but this fuels my spirit so much. It gives me energy that even when I barely had any sleep and, you know, I've got all sorts of things going on, I do a few hours of work, my human design sessions in the morning before I pick my daughter up from preschool. And it just gives me so much life. It really, like, I'm following my design, you know, doing the things that light me up. It gives me so much life to be a better parent, to be a better wife, to be a better friend, to bring that into the into the world and also, you know, to be a better human design reader. Um, but so that's just one component of my design. Um, the other things that we look at is our authority. And for me, I'm sacrally led. So it's, um, you know, this this chakra, the sacral center and how it generates life force energy and um it's connected, you know, again, of what I've been saying of putting it into the things that, that light you up and that you feel passionate about. And, um, it's instantaneous. So it knows in the moment I'm very spontaneous. I'll just know. (laughs) And it also responds really good with like, yes or no questions. So like, that's the sacral authority. 
And then we also look at the profile line and I'm a three five. So what that means, the three is always experimenting through trial and error and kind of the career path that I've had is very much um, fitting with that part of my design where I've been in the music industry as a singer, taking that into wellness, doing sound baths and sound healing and meditations, um, into Reiki, into biofeedback, into hypnobreath work, into all you know the amazing modalities, crystals and essential oils and now human design and bringing it all together. The three has taken little bits of everything in its non-linear journey as an experimentation to put together from this like buffet spread, this unique plate that only the three like, you know, can bring through its experimentation process. And then mm. the five area um, is you know, embodying that of a teacher and a leader. So sharing the learnings of the three, all of the mistakes and failures of the three of what didn't work and what did work and putting that all together as the five sharing that and, um, you know, leading others, teaching others, um, using the voice. There's so much else about the five too, um, but really it's, it's, um, it's here to make change. You know, it's, it's someone who's revising the system and speaking up and speaking out about the things that work and the things that don't. Mm, so good. But at least that's I... how I connect to it. And as I mentioned, like living the experiment, there's so much more I learn about each of these numbers and each of these types and authority, because, um, you know, it, it, it's a lifelong process of getting connected and familiar with really what all of this even means in human design, but also how each individual expresses it differently. So I'm observing myself. And I think that's the whole, the whole part of human design is that contemplation on self of how do these things express through you and how do they show up? Because someone else might have the three, five, and it might look different show up in different ways for them you know especially if they're not a generator maybe they're a three five projector and then you know there's a whole different um feeling or essence to that so i love connecting with other human design geeks too and just listening like how do you feel this like how does this show up for you like how has it been in living your experiment oh that's so fascinating yeah, I remember. I'm, I have a three in my profile too. So as you're saying that, I was like, remember when we, we did mine, I, I have a three, I'm a three and a one three. Um, but the three, I'm like, oh yeah. So that makes sense why I've had so many little different career journeys and paths. <laughs> totally. And that's a major permission slip, you know, where like some people say, you know, I've got all these interests, but like, it's so scattered. But it's like, it's really not. It's, it's they're all just parts that make up you as a whole and a huge permission slip to, to, to have that kind of a journey and to know that nothing is ever a mistake. Nothing is ever failure, even though it seems like it at the time, it's actually a part of the threes process to learn and grow and to figure out what works. Mm, permission granted. <laughs> <laughs> So through all of this journey of learning through human design and just life in general, there had to have been a super expander in, in your journey. I'm sure there was probably, you know, one or a hundred. <laughs> I'd love for you to share a, a story with, with me, with the audience, with everyone listening. It's obviously my favorite. It's, I mean, it's, it's the whole thing's my favorite part is learning all of it, but 
I love hearing how people have been impacted by other people specifically and how it's changed the journey of their life, their trajectory of their life really influenced them. I find these stories so fascinating. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many people in my life who have expanded me in so many ways and continue to do so even, you know, through the mastermind meeting yourself and the other great people in our group, like I'm expanded by all of you. Um, and I, I think maybe then connecting that dot of how we met um, through Francesca, who we both know, mm-hmm. and she is the incredible hypnobreathwork founder and who has created this amazing community that has like put us all together. I've met so Absolutely. many incredible people like you through her. Um, but really just watching her journey over the last, I think, just two years, um, I worked with her at Remedy Place where I was doing sound baths and sound healing classes um, before the pandemic. And she was doing classes um, on breath work at the time. And, um, you know, we, we met each other through there and then the pandemic happened, Remedy Place closed and everyone went online and she started hosting community sound baths. And at the time, um, you know, it was really helpful for me to join some of those community classes. It, pandemic was tough with a two-year-old and then I also unfortunately had a pregnancy loss right in the um, first couple of weeks of the pandemic Mm. so I gained so much from joining her community breathwork classes and breathing through the stress and the grief and the trauma of you know what was going on in the world Um, and at the time they were just donation-based classes so I think you know people like myself would donate $25, maybe $35. And, you know, we were coming from Remedy Place in our classes, we were making $75 a class, you know. So then watching her grow her business and share her incredible gifts with more and more people through these community sessions, there would be like 50 people on a call, and then there would be 100 people on a call, then there would be 200 people on a call. And watching this evolve only in a matter of like, three months I felt was just so inspiring and how many people she was helping just like myself going through the the most stressful of times and these unprecedented pandemic days um and then coming out of that just really watching how she turned that into a business you know and I think what she shares a story of going from the $75 a class and these donation-based things to her packages and um you know, to building a a really lucrative business and connecting with really high profile and high performing elite like CEOs and um, athletes and seeing the work that she did with the guys from the Navy SEALs, these big burly men who would come for breathwork classes and, you know, just be breaking down in tears, like so vulnerable and sharing their stories of what they witnessed in combat and, helping them heal through those moments, like losing their brothers and arms and like, you know, the tragedies of war and how people, like these, these men would share that they went from like doing therapy sessions, years of therapy. And in like one breathwork session or a series with Francesca, like they did more than what they'd done in 10 years of therapy. Like, I don't know, I'm paraphrasing, but just like the real power in, in what, Uh, she was offering and then how she blended her background in hypnosis and her background in marketing into her own modality of hypnobreath work 
and sharing that with the world and seeing the results that it's had on so many people in the community. But I think the most inspiring thing for me is, yes, one, watching her grow a business to now, you know, where she's just released an app and she's raised like a million dollars and, and, and know. you know, she shared, um, you know, how, she, how um, like financially she's built her business and how successful that has been, you know, in an economic way. But what I've really been drawn to her as a super expander is what we're capable of when we really step into our power and share our light with others. And I really see that journey for her, how she, she really has shared her heart, has shared her light, has inspired and lit up so many people through her journey where we've all watched and been like, this is what's possible. When you commit to something and show up every day and do it for the right reasons and have a heart intention, how you can really raise the consciousness for the collective and, you know, be in your power in doing so. And um, that's why I joined the mastermind. So I was like, I need some of that in my life. <laughs> uh, she is, I think the, the OG super expander really so much of what you said, all of it. She, she absolutely is. And I'm, I'm so glad that we share her as as a super expander for for both of us and I know that so many people so many people do so such a gift and I think one of the one of the most wonderful things about her specifically is that she is so humble and so modest about all of it and I think the biggest lesson I from the success that she's had with the modality that she's brought to life outside of the fact that just the modality in and of, in and of itself is absolutely life-changing but there's a lot of different modalities out there that can be life-changing but the piece of this one in particular and her as the the you know the forward-facing person of it is listening to your intuition and not allowing the outside influences I mean there's so much healing that comes out of it but I think we all so often have these amazing talents and gifts and ideas and things that we have to bring to the world, but then the outside world tells you how to bring it to life, or um, maybe that you shouldn't bring it to life, that it's, it doesn't have value, but somewhere inside of you, your intuition is, is pushing you, but we so often let the outside world either make us small or talk us out of things. And it's such a shame. And so this, I think both, she's just a shining reflection of the power of just listening to that voice and trusting. Totally. It's so true. Like you are the power and gone is the day of the old paradigm where you look up to some person or being or deity as having that power over you but knowing that that is inside you and she really helps you access that internal power where like you 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 see that you have that power inside yeah such such goodness so in in regards to that, I feel like it's like the perfect time to ask what is it that gets you up in the morning what is it that you're reaching for that feeling that 
I don't know, kind of validates that you're on the right path, that you're, I don't know, that it's more than that, more than validates the right path. Because I feel like this, the feeling that drives us is so much bigger and the aware, the awareness of, of reaching for it is so much more powerful than having a goal or, you know, reaching for money or things. So what is it for you? Well, I have to say my children, obviously. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, really, I want to be the role model for them of like what they can achieve in life, you know? And so as simple as that, like, I want to show them everything that they're capable of by leading the way for them. You know, Mm. I can have my hopes and dreams and go after them and they can witness that. Then they can see it's possible in their lives too. Just like, you know, I've seen in Francesca. So, um, you know, I, I just want them to, uh, see the possibilities in life and give them the best platform to start from and just let them be themselves. And, um, I just feel like I get so much joy in being around them and being their mom. And I want to see like what they're here to bring into the world and, um, and show and support them in doing that. But I feel like it's the oxygen mask analogy first, you know, I have to show, I have to be that person so that they can be their person. If that makes sense. Absolutely. I fully grasp and get that. I being a mom. Yes. I I totally get that. Mm, So good. Yeah. I feel like there's probably so much more I can say on that note, but I really like, I lost a dream for a long time because back in the day, my dream was to be this pop star, come out to LA, go to music school, perform in Hollywood and be signed and be famous. And when that stopped becoming my dream, it was really difficult for me to have another dream. So for years, I just didn't have a dream. I didn't have a goal. You know, there were things I loved and I, you know, did all the stuff like I've mentioned. And it really like, you know, made me feel good. But I never had this like vision, this goal of like what I was aiming for, what the ultimate result would be. And it was only recently that I saw that for myself. And it was almost like in hindsight, like as I'm older, but looking back where my children are proud of what I've done. That is my goal. That is my dream that my children look at like their mom and think, I'm going to get emotional. But like, she is an amazing, she's, she's amazing. Not only as an amazing mom, but as an amazing entrepreneur or amazing how she's lit up other people in life, the amazing like impact she's had on others as a super expander maybe right and so my goal my dream was for my children to be able to look at my life and just be so extremely proud that I'm their mom uh you're making me emotional I love that right. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's hit heart. yes we'll hit pause while we both grab our tissues because <laughs> I'm feeling it too <laughs> Uh, So if you could give just some kind of parting wisdom, a juicy nugget of 
of gold. It could even be something that you might've given advice to your younger self. What might it be? It's kind of like your moment to collapse time for the audience to be a super expander. The whole podcast really is the, <laughs> yeah. your, your platform for that, but this is condensing it down. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I think through the journey that I've been on, what I've learned is just not to give your power away. Just what we said before that, like you are the power, you have that power. The power is within you. And yes, you know, we grow up and go through life circumstances, situations, people in our lives or whatever. And you know, maybe we give that power away, but um, my whole journey has been gaining that power back so, so that I can have that light to shine. Um, and so I would tell my 16 year old self, I would tell this to my children is like, don't give your power away to other people. Be you and know that you have the answers inside. Exactly as we mentioned with the hypnobirth work of like accessing that intuition it's not for other people to tell you what's right or what's wrong. You've got that answer. You know it. And mm. it's just a case of maybe having the coaching or the support to find it or the modalities or the tools to find it. But you don't need to look outside and you don't need to give it to other people to tell you. So I, mm. I hope that the next generation is just in their power in their designs, operating completely, correctly, and fully, and being everything that they are here, born to be, so that they can just really make this world like transformed the best possible ways. Ah, and you are here to create that ripple effect. So how can everyone listening, how can the audience find you? What is the best way to get into your world? I'm on Instagram, Colette Carlson. My website is colettecarlson.com. And I'd love for you to message me, email me through those channels and connect with you. If there's any information that you would like more on like human design or human design parenting or sound bars, meditations, then my passion and my pleasure is sharing that with people. So love to hear from you. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you must go have a reading. And if you are a parent, you, it's an absolute must that you, you go take her course so that you can really, really understand your children and make sure that you can support them in not giving their, their power away that you can help cultivate it and nurture it and, and yeah, foster that in your children. Thank you so much for for sharing all of your wisdom, for sharing your light, for taking the time. I know that it's busy having children and running a business. So I appreciate that you were able to come and, and chat here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful for you. And I'll catch you on the next episode. If you like what you heard, stop, drop, and leave a five-star review and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. As always, the best way that you can thank our amazing guests is to share your biggest takeaway and then tag us on social media.